Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Hello, sunshine. Gotta make hay while the sun shines. What's this? This is Hello, Sunshine. What if by sharing our stories, we could change the world? Welcome to Hello, Sunshine. Hello, friends. Sophia Bush here, and this is And Especially You, stories for all of us. Today's episode is about defining your own identity and never letting anyone do it for you. Early in my career as an actor, I got a lot of blowback for speaking out about issues that mattered to me. There were people at all levels who thought I should, quote unquote, just do my job, be an actor and mind my own business. Now, don't get me wrong, I I love acting. I hold storytelling to be sacred, but I'm also a three-dimensional person with interests and passion and feelings, just like every other human on this planet. And I happen to feel that speaking out and making this world better is actually something that I have to do. That's what feels like purpose to me. Not just a job, but a purpose. So I'm doing it. I'm trying my best, probably making mistakes, learning all the time, and really trying to stand up, show up, and speak up. So is activist one of my identities? You bet. I'm an actor, a storyteller, a a producer, and an activist, but I'm not only those things. I'm also a dog lover and a crier at sad movies and a traveler and a lover of the planet and a foodie and a friend and a daughter, and I choose those identities. We all should get to do that. When it comes down to it, I believe that the more we define who we are for ourselves, the better off we all are. So, listeners, how do you define yourselves? In this episode, we've got three amazing storytellers, Sabrina Jalees, Nicole Byer, and Gina Rosero, sharing how they've shaped their own identities. Our first story comes from Sabrina Jalees. She's a Canadian writer, actor, and comic. She also identifies as lesbian and a mother, among other things. And in her set, Sabrina highlights the complexities of her identity in a very generous and personal way, especially when she talks about her family's reaction to her coming out. Okay, so my wife and I had our first child earlier this year. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she like had the baby. I travel around collecting applause breaks for it. So I feel like I finally actually know what it's like to be a man and it's cushy. Yeah. Starting to really understand why that grip on the patriarchy is so tight. It's uh, it's very comfortable. It was wild to be like the patriarchy in the matriarchy while my wife Shauna was pregnant. Cause you don't know experiences till you know them. Like we were in a lift once and I was like a little drunk, a little maybe tootie the hootie. Uh, (laughs) And I just like, I was feeling super philosophical, you know? And I held her belly she was eight months pregnant. And I was like, babe, this pregnancy is so easy. And she looked at me like, I am going to open the door of this moving car and push you out. But it's like,
like, I only know my experience. And I think that's a lot of what keeps us apart, you know, is that we're only living with our perspective, our experience. Like she, she got weighed at eight months pregnant and came home the whole day. She was like, just, can you believe I'm 150 pounds? And I was like, no, bitch, because that's been my goal weight forever. What does it feel like, flying? (laughs) Drifting downhill with the wind at your back? (laughs) I'm half Pakistani, half Swiss, obviously. Uh, (laughs) Let's not be ignorant. When I came out to my Muslim side of my family, uh, they were super excited, super thrilled. Just like, perfect! (laughs) Yes! Uh, that's a lie. They actually kicked me out of the family, um, which sucked. Uh, and then a couple years went by, and they missed me because I'm adorable. <laughs> and they were like, get back in here! It was really... I mean, I came out to my Muslim family later. Like, for the longest time, I wanted to come out to them, but my dad... You know, he's the eldest and the families grew up in Pakistan. And he was just like, you know, keep it a secret. <laughs> Secrets are cool. <laughs> I was like, Dad, how long do you want to keep this secret up for? <laughs> just keep on showing up to family things with like, my white best friend. <laughs> again, yeah, it's her again. <laughs> Pretty soon we got, we got a little kid best friend. We hang out. <laughs> Found the little guy in a well. Uh, <laughs> you speak your truth, and you know there's a cost. But I feel like where there's actual love there, you end up finding your way back, and it's even stronger. Like actually, last week we went back to Toronto and met so much of my family that initially was like disgusted that we were gay, but we brought Wolfie the baby, which. Babies, you know, they hold their currency, whether you're Christian, you're gay, you're Muslim, a baby is Bitcoin. (laughs) But it is interesting, too, how my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, they are like, American as American can American be American. (laughs) You would think that that culture is so different from the Pakistani culture, but there was still that fear. Like when Shauna first came out to her mother, her mother kicked her out of the car and was like, you're from the devil. Which now, this woman can't stop texting me. I'm dead serious. She's probably texted me 14 times since I've been on stage. My mother-in-law loves me, in love with me. (laughs) Not in love, but... My father-in-law is less communicative, but I know he loves me because he took me hunting and he didn't shoot me. (laughs) Has anyone been hunting here? Okay, so you know, he wakes me up at three in the morning. He puts me in this orange onesie. We get to the woods, we're going deer hunting. So he dips these like tampons in deer pee and hangs them (laughs) on bushes. And I'm looking at him like, people who do this think my lifestyle is weird. What an absolute gift Sabrina gives us with her willingness to be so funny about, well, everything, but especially about what was probably a very difficult time in her life. 
I'm completely in awe of her unapologetic approach to the situation. Of course, not all of us share Sabrina's experience of being half Pakistani and half Swiss and having to come out to our very conservative family as gay. But I do think most of us can identify with being scared that we're going to let our family down by simply being who we are. I think we've all lived some version of that. And that she lived her truth and eventually her loved ones came around and met her at her truth is such a hopeful story for whatever each of our truths might be. Just to hear that it's possible is so important. Nicole Byer has a story about identity that's a great reminder that sometimes we need to just stop and take stock. What identities are we holding on to that maybe aren't right or maybe never were? Nicole is a brilliant writer, actor, and comedian who you may know as the host of Nailed It. And she shared a story with us about an old identity that was just plain wrong. A narrative that I had to change in my life was that I was a dumb person. Uh, Growing up, I never finished anything in school. I was very loud, very talkative, very bossy. There was a lot of parent-teacher conferences where my teachers were like, "Mm, I don't know if anything's going in and being retained. And (laughs) truly, like during the SATs, they put me in this room with a giant window, and I was like, what's happening out there? That's a nice dog. And they're like, time. And I was like, fuck. So cut to like two years ago, I was on an all-lady retreat with a bunch of female comics, and one of my friends was talking about how she had trouble finishing tasks and she like wouldn't open her mail for like six months and she'd zone out in front of the TV and she was just really having trouble and she was like and I got diagnosed with ADHD or ADD and I started crying because I was like you are describing my entire life so I went to my therapist and a psychiatrist and they were like mm, yeah girl <laughs> that's it uh, so I like didn't want to be on medication. It's like a taboo thing in the black community to like go to therapy, to be on medication. Like my uncle last year was like, I don't think you got ADD. And I was like, what do you think I have? And he was like, uh. Uh, so like taking medication has truly changed my life and changed the narrative of my life. So do it. You got to take a pill, do it. So yeah, I'm not dumb. My brain just works differently. Hey, I don't know you. No, I'm kidding. I love you too. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how we can believe something about ourselves that is entirely not true? And we can believe it for our entire lives if we don't examine it and unpack it. Think about how much that can affect the choices we make in our lives. What I love about Nicole's story is that it reminds us that we are the owners of our identities and that we get to write or rewrite our own book anytime we choose. Our last stop on this journey is a story from Gina Rosero, a professional model and transgender rights advocate who grew up in the Philippines. Gina has a generosity of spirit that I really admire. And this small part of her story that she shared on tour digs right into the heart of defining identity for me. So growing up in the Philippines, I would always walk from home to school or school to home. And one of the things that I would always remember, in the Philippines, we have this public transportation called, uh, it's a tricycle. It's like, it's called tuk-tuk. It's like a mini tricycle. And every time I would walk from home to school, the, the tricycle drivers would feel entitled to scream this word to me called, it's called bakla. And the way they, they express it is this thing called bakla. 
every single day of my life being screamed at with that word, which is the most de dehumanizing word, it's a derogatory term, constantly. I would always feel that I hope when I'm walking, I'm not with my sister, I'm not with my mom, because I would just feel so ashamed being called this, this name. And it happened so many times, and I would just feel so ashamed. And at some point, once I've, you've internalized that shame and that fear, it does something to you. I have to tell you, um, in, in recent years, I was able to go back now to Philippines and do some work there. And one of the things that happened, I remember doing an interview with one of the most famous journalists in the Philippines. And at some point, I was so proud of doing this interview. She's one of the first CNN women anchor in, in the whole of Asia. Her name is Maria Ressa. She was revolutionary, right? After doing that interview, I came down that building so proud, like I did it, I made it. I was interviewed by the woman, the most respected journalist in the Philippines. And as I was walking down the street, this tricycle driver screamed that word to me again, bakla. And at some point, I just told myself, you know what? People's ignorance could never be my internal reality. <laughs> the thing that I could control is the one, how I fully view myself, how I've internalized my own way of my own definition about who I am as a woman, as a person, as a human being. Hearing the way that such kind people are met with hatred and discrimination makes my blood boil. But there's Gina setting the example of exactly how to handle that frustration. She's right. We are in charge of how we think about ourselves. And that's what matters. The world has to catch up. And until it does, we've all got to remember that we define ourselves. We decide what we let in. Us. We're back next week to talk about making yourself seen with one of my faves, Maysoon Zayed. My best friend Tina would take me to midnight mass on Christmas Eve and she'd say, she is from where Jesus is from. And I'd say, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing here at, and especially you, Visit us on all the socials, at Hello Sunshine and at Together Live Events. You can stop by and say hi to me, at Sophia Bush. And please make sure to rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps new people find our show and hear these awesome stories. On this episode of And Especially You, you heard from Sabrina Jaliz, Nicole Byer, Gina Rosero, and me. I'm Sophia Bush, and I am an actor, a producer, an activist. I am a neighbor, a friend, a student, and a woman, and I define who I am. And Especially You is a production of Hello Sunshine by Together Live. Our podcast producer is Sarah Pellegrini. Gina Rosero's story was recorded live at Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas.